0: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC. Squawk on
2: the Street. Good Tuesday morning, welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Our futures are off the early morning lows as we get some encouraging commentary on some supply chain production restarts from Intel, Samsung, Toyota, as well as some decent guidance on Q3 from American, Cignet, Fastenal, all ahead of the big bank earnings beginning tomorrow. Our roadmap begins with Southwest cancellation chaos though, the airline denying that a vaccine mandate backlash is behind the trouble. And we will check in with Gary Kelly this hour.
0: Plus, speaking of uh, businesses in Texas, that state bans vaccine mandates on all entities, including private businesses. So how will businesses
2: respond? And what does that mean for the return to the office trend? And watching the vaccines, CureVac shelves the development of its most advanced COVID-19 vaccine candidate. And Moderna now says that data does support a booster. We're going to start, though, uh, with the cancellations at Southwest. We'll talk to Gary Kelly in about half an hour. Jim, you've got a long List of questions you want answered, large, just about labor relations of the carrier.
3: Yeah, look, a lot of I, a lot of things have not been answered yet. And I do put out uh, what I am looking at. You can get if you're a member of the investor club. And I'm not satisfied with anything I've heard. I'm not satisfied with the uh, uh, with uh, Captain Casey saying, "Listen, it's not. It's just scheduling, and it's not. It's hub and spoke." I'm not satisfied with what this the a uh, representative of Southwest Air has said. The representative, the representative is Gary Kelly. But I am satisfied that Gary Kelly's coming on, and that is going to change the tenor of what's going on.
0: Yeah, he typically is very straightforward with us. We've interviewed him countless times, uh, and he's always willing to entertain uh, questions of all types. So I am looking forward to that as well, given there seems to still be a lot of confusion about exactly what has been behind this significant slowdown and or cancellations that have occurred in their service. We're talking about Southwest
3: Air. We're talking about the machine. I haven't recommended Southwest Air since uh, Gary came in. How can you not? They're the best-run airline in the country, or are they? And I think that that's what Gary has the answer to. I mean, when you're talking about culture, and there's Phil going back and forth about culture. Like, culture? I thought the culture was unassailable there. Uh, it, it doesn't feel that way. Anyway.
2: Yeah, uh, there were many years where they were uh, on the other side of labor strife, where they had relative peace, and the uh, and the large unions of the legacy carriers were uh, embroiled in various disputes. Uh, there is this discussion of the hub and spoke route network, though, and the way okay. in which it depends on Florida. But
3: <laughs> it's worked for years. Suddenly, it's a problem. I mean, wow! I woke up in Southwest Air. What they've been doing doesn't work. I mean. Yeah, there was uh, someone this morning on uh, Brian Sullivan talking about. There's a they do a 15-minute turnaround versus 30, and it can cause the problems. David, when something's worked for years, we discover that it's the problem. I'm not buying it. You're not. No, <clears throat> I'm not buying it. Well, a lot of the scheduling is
2: making assumptions about traffic. And maybe they were just running it hot. But
3: this right? is Southwest. At first they say, we're not going to do a lot. We're going to furlough a lot of people. And then they come back. And, and then they're going to put more flights on for Columbus Day. And then I, Is this Southwest there? Or is this the Keystone Cops? I mean, Southwest there does what's right. And that, like, what I, I love about Gary is they're smarter than everybody else. Now, uh, do you know that the pilots, even talking about how their information technology is not good? I mean, Dave, they underspent. Did they underspent on IT?
0: Southwest is king of IT. That yeah, would be surprising. Listen, I, again, I don't have answers. We're going to ask the questions. I know you have plenty of them. We all well, do. I just instruct. And, we'll, and we'll see what we He is the best there is. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, let's talk about the stock price and or the airlines overall, Jim, uh, at this point. I mean, we can see Southwest shares seem poised to at least uh, uh, go up a bit right. in, the, in, the, in the early going here. They were down yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, this world. Well, you 74%. got American
2: American ways in today. Uh, says Q3 revenue should be at the high end. Yeah. Um, they're looking for uh, a dollar loss, estimates at uh, fifteen. q Q3 revenue down 25 on a two year stack. Prior guidance was 24 to 28. That, I'll take that.
3: Oh, yeah, and I think Delta, when Delta reports, I think Delta's going to be the star of the show. Yeah. I think Delta's going to be, dare I say it, Southwest. West. All right. Delta's well maybe, become Southwest. Do you, uh,
0: do you own uh, Southwest in the investment club? No, I do not.
3: Okay. No, I do not. I would have at one time, but I think uh, I'm now I want to know whether Ed Bastion. You don't own any airlines in the investment club, No, I'm back you? to no. the way it was during when I was at Goldman Sachs in the 80s, where the cost of capital, you start worrying about what's going on. Well, the, for for
0: decades, they didn't earn
3: their cost no, of capital. No, they, they
0: started selling at six times earnings. You wanted oh, to figure out why that was. And then the they had months. this incredible move where, you know, obviously – but I'm not Pricing a lot, became a lot more made a lot, uh, made a lot more sense, and they charge you for every every last little nickel and dime you for everything, no, and it turned out actually
3: worked out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, the only travel and leisure one I'm in is Wynn, because I think people got much too negative on Macau. Uh, if you talk, let, let's say let's say you were talking to a a guy like Steve Wynn back in 2016, 600,000 jobs. I mean, the Chinese they need jobs. I mean, I know that sounds odd. The Chinese, you know, the Chinese, they run everything so to speak. Uh, but Kyle Bass talking about, by the way, they're going to run Taiwan. But I come back and say I've got Evergrande. How many more? New, how many Evergrands are there? Now, Evergrande is obviously really big, but we've got some others that are coming up. Uh, Cynic. When is Cynic coming up? I mean, and Cynic, not like CYNIC, although it should be S-I-N-I-C. Yeah. Uh, no. For all the dominance that China's supposed to give us, David. Yes. It does feel like a bit of a house of apartment cards.
0: Uh, they've got uh, a great deal of property that isn't being lived in, that's been developed, that has resulted in enormous debt loads being uh... amassed by these companies and if they can't sell as quickly it becomes more difficult to service that debt uh... or you know they um,
3: yeah and there's a
0: level of speculation we've met, we've mm-hmm. made the point many times uh... you know the chinese it uh, as a percent of a percentage of their wealth and a place to store wealth real estate is a much more significant asset than it is even here well, the communists never uh, because the they don't really apartments. invest as often nice in the stock market which hasn't done much of anything when you go back and well their five like, five
3: houses they, they have apartments you know a you know, lot to have they do have a giant but, um, Beverly Hills places did you see that uh, but, our, do, you, do you follow Arjun Arjun Carpal, our guy in Asia no, yeah, oh, I the must, guy, but i the Guy's don't, awesome. Yeah. He went, he cycled past the Evergrande office. It now has police fencing all around and a permanent police bus parked. I mean, this is China. You're not allowed to have protests? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> the Journal's
0: been doing some very good reporting on it. I mean, we have to rely on others, frankly, uh, other than our own Eunice Yoon, who's on the ground yeah. and does such a great job for us as well. But uh, talking about Xi, and now they're looking at the relationship between the state-owned banks and or state-owned entities even the CIC which is the giant right. sovereign but fund the and the, the private problem. businesses People so know the state-owned
3: problems have had the state-owned have had no discipline they've had problems right
0: so they continue to now they're looking more closely at that right. okay. um, the
3: giant walker blue days over I don't I yeah remember I think this they, they are yeah I think they you know, may very well you, be you. You
0: a lot of this walker designed blue, right. to and ensure this. that he gets another five-year term which well, obviously would be out of the ordinary to say the least because typically premiers have served for two five-year terms and then called it a day,
3: but she's going to go for another five and maybe even beyond that. Well, I wish they'd set up, they'd fix their banking situation because while they may be all powerful and doing maneuvers near an island, uh, on on an island that's next to Taiwan. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the giant giant
0: Chinese tech companies have had a nice move lately in the stock market.
3: Well, Well, yeah, because apparently he's not targeting them anymore. He's now targeting the banks. I mean, you know, you can, you can't target everybody. Even even President Xi. I mean, you, you know, you, you just you kind of run out of people to target. I mean, people they, doing the targeting. I mean, he's got these different got a, people who target. And they're pretty, going against the number two. has so got a
0: pretty significant uh, surveillance state there. So they may be able to individually target every
3: single person. They could put your head on someone, have you say things that you don't say. And we would all say, Faber's lost his mind, yeah. and he should go to work for uh, the network that ATT has been backing. See that, That's stuff? A, that was an
0: interesting story, wasn't it?
3: Well, about at encouraging the creation. We never yes. talked about that stock, about, about what happened with AT&T and that story.
2: Uh, OAN, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly John Oliver uh, and uh, some of the, his colleagues at CNN have taken AT&T to task for oh. financing a organization that argues some questionable things about I think it's a good vaccines thing. and the
4: election
0: I think it's a good thing without a doubt now it's we got to remember you know that it will, no you know you know it will no longer be owned by
1: AT&T it will be run thing. by
3: David Zaslav you know at some point well next know, year yeah, but you know why it's a good thing why it's kept me from focusing on the stock for 3 minutes this is stock breakdown 26 and that yield gets bigger and bigger and bigger step-by-step, inch-by-inch,
0: slowly, uh, well, slowly the, that stock slowly falls. Slowly, and then suddenly, yeah, the yield is, is 8%, but the yield is Holy not going to be, even the yield, though, but on what will be it. the remaining AT&T, which is going to be cut, is going to be fairly significant, certainly they, above that of Verizon.
3: I wish they'd come on Squawk on the Street. We
0: have a frank discussion. I mean, the question, again, Moffat Nathan's note from last week, $20 in free cash flow. When well, they, they hit the twenty billion. Eight to it. $8.5 billion will be devoted to the dividend. This is new AT&T. We've got to get ready for this, and shareholders do but as well. But they warmed up to it. Um, I was disappointed. Meanwhile, our parent company's flat on the year, flat, back to down 0.34%. Comcast shares have been in free fall, Charter as well, Altice. Yeah. you have to use the word free fall? Yeah, free fall. And they keep, look at this, and there's another one, Deutsche Power Bank gets parachute. in on it. Who knew, I didn't even know they had research anymore, the Deutsche Bank, competitive they bites. They came out, they, they came out. they downgrade Charter and called, Altice.
3: From under a rock, they came out and sli- it just slagged us. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, all of a sudden that. I, mean, I, I mentioned it because but, it's no, about no, AT&T's competition no. oh, with cable through like fiber that they are less. They don't have two nickels, by the way. By the way, how many pieces? All three pieces say the same thing. The Halcyon days are over. I didn't even know we were in Halcyon. <laughs> Did you know we were in Halcyon? I didn't, but you never do when you're in them. Did it's only when you look housing? back. It's only when you look back and you realize, ah, those good old days. What we had at sixty-two. These are are the good old days. Oh my God! Look at that chart. Oh, it's worse than K two, where all those climbers died.
2: Well, a lot of that uh, involves um, sort of the pandemic. Uh, broadband demand that we went through as you stayed home. Speaking of staying home versus going to the office, some new data shows that employees are going back to the office as new COVID cases decline. Uh, Castle Systems, uh, which tracks office check-in, says that in the past week, back to work, 10-city average had a new high since the pandemic began. Occupancy now averaging 36.1%. One of the points they make, Jim, is that more workers, it's not that they're being asked to come back. They're voluntarily told. coming back because mm-hmm. cases are down.
3: I think that fear has been an underreported upon issue. When 700,000 people die, more than the Civil War, you start thinking, well, I don't want to die. I mean, that's a powerful reason not to go to work. Uh, I think that the key person to talk about this is James Gorman from Morgan Stanley. Okay. Because James Gorman has basically said, listen, you know, we're vaccinated, so let's go to work. I often find, I mean, I have three Moderna's. I was listening to that excellent uh, piece on Squawk on the Street that made it Squawk Box. that made it so I couldn't talk during Squawk Box. And you know, the persons are about how oh, three vaccines are great. Well, I, you know, I went into CVS. I said, I like my third vaccine. They said, fine, get it. And now, you know, I feel like a king. I mean... All right, but yeah, but yeah, I'm tired of seeing the people, but, like, you, I, 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 what? Oh,
0: I'm sorry. No, I, you're, you're saying it's a health issue, but most of these CEOs will you're say, a, most this, of these CEOs will say that uh, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's, it's people wanting to not, you know, to do whatever they want to do. Uh, oh,
3: except that's not nice. come into no, the office. What is the point of the vaccines? What are the point? I mean, like, hey, I'm afraid of smallpox. Whoa, um, look
0: out. But, but listen, Polio? Uh, look first out. of all, these numbers are incredible in the sense of we're a, we're 19 months into the pandemic and only 36% of people are coming to the office. I've made the point many times. You, we all have these conversations with people who run large and smaller organizations. Nobody's coming back to the office five days a week, period. James Gorman may want them in the office yeah. five days a week. Maybe they're getting close there. Maybe the NFL Maybe comes they're back, close the NFL are there. Maybe they're getting close to Goldman Sachs. They're not. Friday is basically... No-go territory. Right. I feel it like will not be forever. and most game. companies I speak to are going to be two-three or three-two. That's it. Flexibility That's is now crazy. a key part of the offering for employees. And if you do not offer them that flexibility of workplace, They'll go they else? will go somewhere else. Oh well, you know, period. Good luck. I mean, well, you know what? A lot what? of CEOs have said exactly that, and now they're saying. I was wrong. I got to offer flexibility. That's what I'm hearing. So we may look at 36, and maybe it'll get to 50, or maybe it'll look. even get to 75 during three days of the week. But what it actually means for a lot of um, for a lot of downtown areas and cities, and certainly this one, and many others, is going to be very a, a significant question for their economic development. What an opportunity! Because you're not like going to have I, the same when amount I of people my coming. I ran hedge
3: fund, you had to work six days a week, which I thought was great. You could take over every religious holiday, one Saturday, Sunday. Six days a week was right. And now I think there's room, Carl, for some company that says, you want to make a lot of money? Come five days. Come five <laughs> days. No, you know, no Zoom. We're going to ban Zoom. We'll ban WebEx. We'll ban Teams. We're going to ban FaceTime. Wow. I don't know.
2: Uh, Amazon, which had been definitely in the you're coming back camp. Yes. yes. Andy Jassy, long on our air, said innovation can happen remotely now saying it's up to the local manager oh
0: my god i'm telling you up to the local manager Jim, the 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 workforce is making the decision here not the, the boss doesn't period know
3: enough they may not how about if you're a first second or third year person any at facebook how do you show I that you're, you're going to advance i don't listen how? i don't
0: know i think i think young people who would be staying home sitting in a in an apartment all day are making a mistake from a mental health perspective Thomas, as well reports
3: this week great but, numbers probably you know
0: what do i know they're not going to listen to me why not you're a, I'm a dinosaur I'm you're a powerful force i'm a parent day an old man. They're not interested.
3: Hit the road. They want to get paid to watch Squid. I got young people with pay. Look, oh. I watch Squid. How much will you pay me? Yep. What? That's not a job? <laughs> a whole new definition of jobs, by the way.
2: Uh, We will take a break and take a look at the futures here. A lot more to get to ahead of uh, as they they hug again. Uh, J.P. Morgan, of course, will kick off the earnings season in earnest tomorrow. For the time being, watching oil closing above 80 for the first time since 2014, up four straight days. We're back in a moment.
1: Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create.
2: We continue to keep uh, stock of the energy market as uh, oil trades above 80, closes above 80 yesterday for the first time since 2014. Uh, again, yesterday, Jim, J.P. Morgan came out, said that if you adjust for inflation and the intensity with which we use energy relative to GDP, that the market can sustain itself with oil anywhere between 130 and 150.
3: I, I agree with that. I remember the late Oregon Plan telling me, think about how much it, how much milk costs and how much gasoline costs. And how much harder it is to get gasoline to the store than it is to get cow to the store, you know, farm the table, cow to store. And I agree. I mean, the, the thing is not kept up pace with inflation. I am not freaked out by oil. I do think that when last Wednesday was the top of natural gas, I believe, in Europe, when Putin said, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe we ought to have more. I mean, he was starving Europe, but they say nothing because they're so scared of Putin. They are. Everyone's scared of the Russians and the Chinese. I have crowd strike tonight. 9, Nine out of ten people according to my friend John Ellis, are concerned about cybercrime. I mean, the Russians are just thugs. We just don't talk about them as thugs. We talk about them as a member of the Council of Nations. No, I think, I think we do, in, a, in part, talk about what them show? As, What show?
0: What show do we talk well, about? Well, you just did anyway. We, we've, we've referred to them. I mean, they are running kind of a they criminal enterprise off, over they there. They shut yeah. off
3: Europe. They shut yeah. off NatGas, Gazprom. Do you know that we could have provided all the NatGas they need? There yes. are states in Europe, actually called countries, that actually have enough natural gas because they contracted with Chenier. Um, What? European and
0: Asian gas prices. There's an interesting note this morning from Citi uh, saying that recent pullback after the parabolic rise that we've talked about, and we're talking here in Europe where the prices are so far beyond what we're paying here doesn't mean the winter price shock's over. The market's only grown more uncertain since September. China decided to secure energy at all costs, as you say. Right. uh, And global hoarding increases, just as Putin spoke, of raising Russian-European gas exports. Right. Limited evidence of capacity to do so. Right. Such push-pull drivers, on top of weather uncertainty, should keep prices already above fundamentally justified
3: levels, volatile as well. That's possible. Uh, Rusty Brazil, my go-to, just says, Don't forget the European environmental laws have made it very difficult for normal business to be done. We all know that Europe is much tougher. I had plug power on last night, hydrogen. uh, Andy Marsh said Europe is way ahead of us. Now maybe we can get a $3 subsidy and we can do okay, but Europe is just really moving fast toward electric and hydrogen, and that's causing a lot of havoc too. They're going electric over there. They're going hydrogen. We're going ICE. Hydrogen. We could do hydrogen. Yeah, we're except not, the, the differential.
0: Differential is pretty large. Wes Edens
3: was on he, with Morgan yesterday talking about West. that. But crazy. I mean that you know it, it, we've got a we've we, got to we, lessen that. There's the, Chuck Schumer is trying to Senator Schumer, excuse me, trying to put that uh, uh, Andy Marsh from Plug Power says three dollar uh, per kilogram subsidy, which would make it so that hydrogen is really in the ballpark. Strictly, if we could use uh, solar. So I don't rule out hydrogen for long, for long haul. Yep. I right, know you've been, you've
2: been uh, bullish on hydrogen for a very long time. Green hydrogen
3: produces no, there's nothing. I mean, no green way. hydrogen is the answer. Unless you're Elon Musk, who doesn't really care for it. All right. Elon's not been, what's he been up to?
2: Uh, he's selling his solar panels. Is he? Like we've talked about, yeah, His Door to door? He's
0: been busy. He was in Europe and uh, Germany uh, showing off the, up the, way, the record, factory, the record gigafactory. the China
2: sales last month. I know. 56,000. He has 000. everything.
0: He has everything. You visited the outer atmosphere? I'm no, maybe jeal- did I'm jealous
2: when's Shatner going up?
0: Soon? Any day now?
2: When we come back, as uh, Jim said earlier, don't miss our live interview with Southwest CEO Gary Kelly. We'll talk about these cancellations and some of the labor strife. In the meantime, futures close to the highs of the session. Uh, squawk in the streets back in just a moment.
1: What's on the horizon for financial markets? Seven minutes
0: before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's get to a mad dash. Netflix.
3: Why did you talk to me before the show began about a disturbing series? That everyone in the whole country is talking about. And the world. The world. The Squid Game. By the way, they spent a billion dollars in Korea. It's not like they they spent 10 10 cents and they suddenly had had a home run. And
0: all of it in South Korea, I would point out.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, North (laughs) Korea is not. I mean, that's much more of a... When you think of it, that was more, it was Scorsese, Scorsese yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Or, or, or maybe Renoir during that period of, uh, uh, no. no. Okay, so Netflix, three different firms, uh, Jeffries, Truist, uh, and Baird all say, look, it's back. They all raise the price targets. And the underlying theme is the grand illusion that is squid. And I think that when you see this kind of thing, you remember wait a second, COVID stopped productions. Now they're back, and this thing has become, they're putting the end back in fang. Fang is in. It's
0: a global phenomenon, this show, and of course, as you say, produced out of out of Korea, which just shows the power of Netflix as a global platform, right. in part, because they can take something from there. Here it becomes a huge yeah. hit, but and in other places around the world. Now, by the way... If you haven't seen it. You, it is
3: you should. Stick deeply her. disturbing. The record is violent.
0: Now, deeply. I'm not sure look,
3: what it actually. You know, what's deeply disturbing. Reflects these about analysts human nature. They missed this whole move because they didn't know about squid. They thought it was squid work. Okay. It's like what's this deal with squid work? Crabby Patty? No, no fools. It's about squid. All right. Well, you haven't watched it yet. Well, no, my wife says it's too violent. You're going to no. She said she's into. She thinks the worst thing we should ever watch. The toughest is when we watch Lead Tasso, which is the mean Ted Lasso. Got it. Is, I, she finds him frightening. It is uh, extremely violent and Ted Lasso. You
0: No Squidward. Squid Game. All right, we got an opening bell coming up. Five minutes before we get started. Stay with us. By the way, don't forget Gary Kelly, CEO of Southwest, going to join us as well. Keep it here.
4: But I don't wanna be as both of them. I don't care. It makes no difference to me. I don't think you should smoke cigarettes either. You know, but now it comes into like, okay, that's Jamie. Now, JP Morgan, I our clients are adults. They disagree, that's what makes markets. So if they want to have access to buy or sell Bitcoin, you know, we, it's hard. we can't custody it, but we can give them legitimate, as clean as possible access
2: That's Jamie Dimon weighing in on Bitcoin yesterday at the Institute of International Finance's annual event. Made some other headlines on supply chain and loan growth, Uh, but what do you make of his thoughts on Bitcoin?
3: I love love the arrogance of Jamie. I happen to like Jamie. Don't take it wrong, Jamie. I know you watch. Our clients, our clients, he says, basically don't want it. Okay, so I have a lot of Ethereum. What do I want to do? I want to go to JP. I've been been a customer for 40 years. No, I got to go to some outfit buy now, sell later. I don't know what it is. And I get, you know, I get 8% and I'm wondering how they do that. But I want to go to JP Morgan. No, he'll have none of that. What? You, the customer, David, is right.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to say. No. But the customer's right. Customers, no, yeah.
3: customers don't. Jamie, you are not the one who can tell me what's worthless and what's It's got a price. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a Mike Noble guy. I'm the luck. But I mean, give me a break. I'm a customer. Give me what I want. I'm well, not alone. Well,
2: essentially, he's saying the customer has the right to be foolish,
3: right? That's important. Well, the person then that's my stupidity now that I bought a farm yeah. with how much money I made with Bitcoin. And there's a, there's this Asian mill, uh, mill for this, this, this Eurasian thing is taking over my pods. Terrible. Terrible invasive species of <laughs> plants.
2: I've been working on this. It's always something.
3: Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's always something. There's the
2: CNBC real time exchange the big board. Uh, it's a uh, core wireless celebrating its listing via SPAC at the NASDAQ. It's WM Technology, a software infrastructure provider uh, to the cannabis industry.
3: Wow. The other big. to dub- industry gaffed so many people. The only one that's been any good was the, the uh, REIT, the REIT industrial, where you can you know store your cannabis. David, cannabis has been horrible.
0: Yes, it, it, it has. Uh, it has had a very rough were, go. Which more, SPACs or cannabis? Well, they both. As yeah, I don't know. Can Someone email me
3: about three spax? No, I'm not commissioning it. I like the guy. So how about let's put on some SPACs. No, I don't put any spax. Jesus, you know what? There is a Hippocratic oath even for people on air. I tell you, a Hippocratic oath for, for for anchors. First, do no harm. Yes, that is true.
0: Yeah, that's uh, although that's like, There is, uh, I mean, it's funny because they've fallen so much. I haven't talked about SPACs in a little while. That The Journal Today did a story talking about, well, you can use them as just a rate of return vehicle because you can buy them that's at great. a discount and then redeem. And, well, you know, you can so. basically annualize a percentage return that's probably better than you get in oh, the but, bond but market, like, well, which some are doing. By the way, as I pointed out, in previous reporting, there are others who are making choices about who's going to get the highest rate of redemptions because then right. you conceivably can argue short uh, can can orchestrate a short squeeze.
3: Well, okay. So here's here. So in other words, you want to have a SPAC that comes on and says, "Mine's going to go to a discount because the business is awful. You should buy me." It. There it's you go. That, right. That's a, that's that to and me that, is persuasive.
0: Yeah. That is uh, agreed. That yeah. is an interesting.
3: Yeah. That's a. Yes. That's not even. It's better than a lottery ticket, obviously. Yep.
2: Uh, the other headline out of Diamond was on supply chain issues, yeah. which he felt uh, would not be an issue next year. He's right. Um, we do have Intel and Samsung uh, looking to restart some production uh, at a Ho Chi Minh city plant. Uh, Toyota looking to restart some uh, in December, Jim. That's being taken as glimmers of hope on, on Look, supply chain. I mean, chain. GM
3: would be, I think, at 65 were one for the fact that they made a big bet on Malaysia. Don't forget Global Foundry's going to do public. Public offering. Taiwan Semis can report this week. I think it's going to be a much better number than the analysts think. Uh, I do think the supply chain was deeply related to the fact that they thought they had beaten COVID over there with their inferior shots. Yeah, you know, when a fifty percent shot, that's kind of like the regular flu. Now they're starting to get the Pfizer shot. Things are going much better. I wonder if I ever get your Merck uh, pill. What you, what you wonder what, where?
0: Well, I. What were you working on? I'm just, I'm, my facts had stopped working,
3: so oh, that's, okay, been, well, that's we, been a distraction. Get, don't,
0: get but what you get do you want, want to talk home. about with Molnupiravir?
3: No, no, I'm just saying that if the Asians had not taken such a, you know, Asians were well ahead on trying to stop COVID, but then they got complacent, and they also got the wrong vaccine. They got a second-rate vaccine. Now, they didn't get the penicillin from the third man, but they got second-rate vaccine.
0: Okay, so right.
3: Sputnik turned out to be a second rate vaccine. <laughs> Although, Just like it was a second rate rocket.
0: they they locked down though pretty effectively over there to, yeah, but then to it, contain they, the spread of the they, virus. But then when they, they had
3: to... they had virus in Vietnam. we would known that from a lot yes, of apparel. Yes. They got virus in, in Malaysia. Well what I'm saying is is that we tended we thought their supply chain was unassailable. And it turned out not to be, and a lot of American companies relied on Malaysia. I've not been to Malaysia. Uh, I close, haven't either. Fact, he has. I've
2: been to you Malaysia. Be, he's, no, well, he's
3: been, he's been to Vietnam recently. Closest I came to Malaysia was reading a I've book been to Malaysia. Goldman Sachs in Malaysia. It's not, it not that company. But I was there a long time ago. Very long time ago. Where? Malaysia. Was it like a stopover?
0: No, I was there in Kuala Lumpur for a few days. Really? On business. Yeah, I was covering huh. emerging markets. It's like 1992. You are,
3: you are amazing. 1992. I mean, you were like three. Now you just never age. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go to Southwest. I'm kind of done talking to you. Yes. All right? Done hugging that. you, too. I feel like something's coming over me. All right. Southwest shares are edging higher this morning, thank heavens. The airline's hoping to normalize the schedule by tomorrow. Normalize is an odd term because I expect normal from Southwest. A wave of cancellations in the past few days. Wave of cancellations, by the way. Let's go back uh, earlier in the spring. This is suboptimal. So joining us now is Southwest Airlines Chairman and CEO Gary Kelly. Gary, i got to tell you, you do not shy away. I said you got to come on, and here you are. Gary, I, I, because you are so good and so deserving of the respect, could you please tell us what you see going on? Because this is not you, and it's not Southwest.
4: Hey, morning, Jim. Uh, and yeah, Great to be with you. Uh, yeah, I know it's been a really rough weekend and uh, obviously I, I really feel for our customers uh, and our people that are trying their best to, uh, to serve our customers, but when an airline gets behind, uh, it, it's hard to catch up. So if you go back to Friday, uh, basically the FAA had a series of delay programs that were implemented that covered all of Florida, every single one of our stations, including a seven-hour ground stop uh, at Orlando. You'll have to ask the FAA what was the cause of all of that. But about half of our airplanes touch the state of Florida. We're one of the largest airlines in the country. Uh, So by the end of the day, we had significant numbers of airplanes and flight crews that were totally out of position. Uh, and as any, uh, again, uh, any aviation expert knows, it just takes several days to get everything back uh, aligned. So we had a pretty good day yesterday, far fewer cancellations than what we were experiencing Saturday and Sunday. Um, and today was pretty much shaping up to be a normal day. As, as usual, we, we have other issues that we have to deal with, whether it's weather or other ATC uh, delays uh, across the country. But for the most part, today's uh, pretty much back to normal.
3: Okay, Gary, I understand that, uh, the weather-related issues. Florida didn't really see that much cancellations from uh, other companies in your industry. But there was a lawsuit that was filed filed, uh, gee, Southwest Airlines Pilots Association. It's in the Northern District of Texas. And what disturbed me about it this earlier this year is they say that basically you're using illegal tactics are a form of asymmetrical warfare negotiations. Gary... Gary, you know when you read this and then you read about the Texas governor says, listen, we can't, we're going to be against mandates. I see, well, wait, wait a second, maybe vaccines are an issue, maybe labor problems, of which Southwest Sierra has not historically had. So you understand how we quickly just pivot from Florida and FAA uh, to wondering what happened here with the pilots?
4: Well, yeah, again, I, I think that uh, we're uniquely affected because we have so many of our flights uh, that uh, touch Florida. All the airlines were impacted on Friday. It was just more of an impact on us, and it just took us longer to recover. But all of our employees worked very hard through the weekend. And uh, it's, it's tough on our customers, but it's also tough on our people. So they did a phenomenal job. There's absolutely um, no, no issue in, in working with our employees. Talking about the vaccine mandate, oh, yeah, I mean, there are some that uh, have very strong views on both sides of that issue, and, you know, it's not, as I think you probably know, I've never been uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that, never have been. Uh, But the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh... all the major airlines uh... have to have a mandate and pl- a vaccine in place by december the eighth so we're working through that uh, we're urging all of our employees to get vaccinated if they can't we're urging them to seek an accommodation either for medical or religious reasons uh... and uh... but my goal obviously is that no one loses their job uh... the the objective here obviously is to improve health and safety uh, not for people to lose their jobs so um, Yes, we have some very strong uh, views on that topic, but uh, that, that's not what uh, was at issue with Southwest uh, over the weekend.
3: All right, well, I still want to go over this. Uh, United has uh, only 3% people not vaccinated. Uh, Delta, you have a $200 monthly surcharge, health care, uh, if you don't get vaccinated. What do you have to make it so that people get vaccinated? And if they don't, what is the procedure?
4: we're encouraging them and uh... we're we're offering the equivalent of two days pay for them to uh... turn in their vac- vaccination card uh... that compensates them op- obviously for the time that it takes and uh... any after-effects uh, you know from the vaccine so it's uh, an encouragement and uh... uh... you know n- not not any kind of a stick if you will
2: uh, gary all, all the same um... The, the cancellations are being used by some uh, to argue that this was a huge vaccine protest in the words of uh, Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter uh, in the past 24 hours. I mean, how much can you push back on that? You say it was not at issue, but to what degree did it contribute to this problem at all?
4: Zero. I mean, again, we look at all of our employee behaviors in terms of absenteeism. Uh, in terms of people volunteering uh, to come in and pick up what's referred to as open time and they're very they're all very normal uh, the president of our pilots union has been out talking to the media uh, confirming all of that so I think people again that, that understand how airlines work when you get behind it just takes several days to catch up uh, and the fact that we're basically caught up yesterday and today uh, supports the uh, you know the, the the assertion that we're making here but we were significantly uh, set behind on Friday and it just takes several days to catch up.
3: Gary I, I feel awful doing this but I gotta go back in June. You had uh, two days technical issues, 500 flights canceled. I want to step back for a second. You're Southwest Air. I frankly don't care that there were problems with Florida. Uh, with FAA. You're Southwest Air. You solved these things. You, got two, you have two allergies. You had one in, again, you had one in June. Maybe Southwest Air has to change its ways, that it can't be just shut down uh, because of one, Orlando. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you need to go more hub and spoke. This is your plan, your airline, and everyone knows that never, never no cancellations, no problems. The fact that we have to ask about labor, the fact that we have to ask about sick out, something's wrong at Southwest Air.
4: Well, I think very fair uh, criticism, Jim, and so I, I I was simply answering the question of what happened here over the weekend, uh, you know, not whether we should have been better prepared or, or have done something differently. So we operate a linear a route network. We don't hub and spoke. Um, we're the, probably the largest airline in terms of seats offered in, in the state of Florida. Again, every single airport uh, in the state of Florida was impacted by this. So it's, um, it's very unique. It's very unusual. Uh, it wasn't anything that Southwest caused. If you go back to the June outage, that was, that was us. That was a technology outage. And those are, those are few and far between. But it's been a rough summer. And I'm not offering any excuses. Uh, our, our customers didn't get their best uh, from Southwest Airlines. It is not what we want. Uh, we, definitely are, we definitely have some staffing challenges uh, as well. Uh, that we've talked about before. So uh, we have moderated our flight schedule and accelerated our hiring plans. So there were definitely steps uh, underway uh, to to mitigate the issue. We were uh, thinly staffed coming into the weekend, and that certainly didn't help things as we were trying to recover. But point well taken, and you know, it's uh, as usual. Any company is a work in progress, and we've always got opportunities to improve. And you get no argument from me that this is uh, not, not the kind of service that we want to offer from Southwest.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Gary, it's David. I mean, when, when it comes to them, those opportunities to improve, where is your, and by the way, uh, uh, the next CEO, where is the focus going to be on that improvement given what you've seen both this weekend and obviously from June? I know not necessarily related, separate issues, but still.
4: Uh, yeah, not related at all. But uh, you know, I think in the in this particular case, it would help for us to have better tools to recover. So uh, there there aren't perfect optimization tools to uh, reflow airplanes uh, when, when we have a setback like we did on Friday. And then, secondly, there's technology that's required to reschedule our flight crews. So we have flight attendants, we have pilots, we have airplanes, and once it gets behind, it's just difficult to get that back together. So I think the opportunity is to improve on that process. It's called repair. Uh, it's complicated, uh, but uh, we definitely have some good opportunities there uh, you know, for the future.
2: Uh, Gary, finally, there's um, some commentary from some of the other carriers today about uh, the holiday season, uh, preparing for a robust uh, travel period. Are you seeing that kind of booking in, uh, in Q4? Yeah,
4: I think, you know, on the business side of things, um, you have the Delta variant, the surge in cases that occurred, you know, beginning back in June, and then eventually that has an impact on air travel, uh, and it suffers. So that wave is turned over. Uh, And we've definitely seen uh, uh, some improvement uh, in in bookings there. So yeah, we're looking forward to a strong holiday season. uh, and We just want to be very focused on offering a a high-quality schedule and and experience for our customers.
3: I want to go deeper on this weather issue. Uh, IBM has a weather product. The Wall Street Journal seemed to indicate that maybe it was uh, not up to snuff. Uh, There are questions about whether you had spent enough money on IT uh, during the, uh, the 500 flight cancellation in June. Are you underspending on IT and have you over furloughed and therefore having trouble getting people back?
4: Uh, all, all great questions. I, I think the answer is uh, you know, a very emphatic, no, we're not underspending. Um, we suspended investing in some of our initiatives early on uh, when the pandemic first unfolded in March, but we very quickly got back on track. Once the CARES Act apparel support program came through and made sure that we continued to make those investments. Uh, The the two technology outages that occurred back in June were uh, human error. So it wasn't a lack of uh, technological capability. It was simply, uh, in in one case, not adhering to uh, a procedure. Uh, So it it happens to companies. some, you know occasionally we just don't want it to happen very often and obviously every time something like that happens we we try to uh, uh, learn from it we've deployed new technology for reservations we're in the process of of uh, uh, deploying uh, new uh, maintenance uh, record keeping uh, software that uh, supports all of our aircraft one of the largest projects we've ever uh, undertaken probably the largest uh, deployment in the uh, airline industry in history. So we have wonderful technology, we have a wonderful technology department. Uh, they're, uh, they're very well resourced. I think what, like a lot of companies uh, we definitely are having some hiring challenges. Uh, we're trying to get 5,000 people hired by the end of this year. We're about halfway there. Uh, but overall technology is in pretty good shape in terms of staffing. Uh, and for the most part, our staffing uh, uh, challenges have moderated. Uh, we, I'd still like to have more cushion uh, in the operation so we can absorb the kind of blow that we saw last Friday better.
3: All right. Thank you, Gary Kelly, Chairman and CEO of Southwest Air. Good luck to you, sir. Appreciate you coming on the Thank you,
4: sir. History. You bet. Absolutely.
2: Satisfied with the answers?
3: I am satisfied with the answers, but that doesn't make it into uh, a better situation. I don't feel I mean there's a difference between mendacity and opt and optimal. And it's a suboptimal situation where we've just heard a very honest depiction. David, uh what we don't we don't we never want to give someone credit when United is delivering and Delta's delivering, yep. and AM, AM, AM American Airlines is delivering, and yes, it's good. Candor's great. Yep but customer service is better. But doing it right
0: the first time is better too. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, but listen, he's a very straightforward guy. It's funny, I remember many, when I did my first documentary on Walmart, they had a language they spoke, which was, that's an opportunity. And when they used it, I was like, what do you mean? It was every time they made a mistake, that's an opportunity. And he used the same language there. It's an opportunity to get better, which it is.
3: No, he's a um, great man. The company but, is a great company. I guess it just seems to be falling. It's like a jo- Job like situation develop here. Of biblical proportions. I don't want that. Old
0: Testament is Job. I got J-O-B. it. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm, I'm not looking at you quizzically.
2: I understand what you're talking about. I mean, about. I think it does, it sort of relates to these weird dislocations in the labor market right yes, now. And Southwest has a highly efficient structure and model uh, that depends a lot. Uh, more on efficiency at the gate.
3: Yes, 15-minute turnaround versus yes. 30. Yeah. Look, I, it's, I think you have to say maybe we're too dependent on Orlando. Maybe we have to rethink what we're doing. We may have spent a lot of money on IT, but did they really have the right weather forecast? I don't know. I, I do think that Gary Kelly coming on once again makes it better. But, you know, I don't want Gary Kelly. I'd like to go through a period where Gary Kelly doesn't have to come on. <laughs> well, he's not. When is he stepping down as CEO? That's pretty soon, while. right? And look, he's a great Good guy. I felt a lot, you know, it's like, you know, just to tell the people at home, I mean, I felt terrible asking tough, tough questions tough to Gary questions. Kelly. I'm tremendous tremendous respect. I don't want an airline. He's a tremendous job. Who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm a TV guy. But you got to ask tough questions. Uh,
2: we did lose a little bit of the bounce at the open. Dow's down 66 points. Uh, Ten-year did get to 163 this morning. Uh, take a look at how Treasuries are faring at the moment. Uh, one day uh, after... We saw some of those yields uh, respond to the, the environment right now. We're going to get Fed minutes tomorrow, along with um, retail sales, CPI later on in the month. You can see right now, ten-year, one five nine six. Back in a moment.
3: Jim, what's on Matt tonight? South Strike analyst meeting. Medtronic. We're talking ESG. <laughs> Not doing enough ESG in general. I'm changing that. People, that's what young people care about. They care about the planet. So we just care about a dollar sign represented by a man. No longer. That was the old days. Really. I got two kids who think that I'm just, like, a dividend. (laughs) Jim, we'll see you tonight. Mad
2: Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, We'll take a break here. Dow's up 41. Keep your eye on Facebook, 318. Oh, I had great stuff on Facebook. First time back to the 200 days since March.
3: It's the advisory board. I had great stuff. (laughs) Can I stay? Can I stay on the show?
0: You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.